Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on a Saturday morning on WETD. We are live in our home studio here at Boston Connect Real Estate, which is the sponsor of our show, as well as the Sharon and Mary real estate team. I am in-house this morning, and I have Melissa Wallace with us. Good morning. Hello. How are you? I am doing fabulous. Thank you for asking. And um, we also have Tim in studio. Good morning. Tim. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Melissa. If you could turn up your mic just a tiny bit, my okay. Melissa. Hey, that sounds good. I think she just wasn't really in front of it oh. quite yet. So oh, come on now, Melissa. Probably, Let's yeah. not start off this way. Come on. Hey, I came in and it was already unplugged. I said, is someone trying to sabotage me? Oh, I, was, I can tell you that was not me. I. Oh, no. that was me. I was taking a picture with oh. um with Emmy Flaherty's dog, Ruby, the other day with the microphones and headphones. <laughs> so, oh, boy. That's why that happened. But, but at um, least the, the course didn't get chewed on. No, 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 No. not at all. So, um, yes, so we are in studio. We're going to actually continue on with our conversation that we started last week and just sort of the requirements and things to do for uh, if you are thinking about selling your home. Uh, So we want to talk about that and um, just sort of the requirements, things you can do, things you can think about doing, uh, all that jazz. Uh, But I do want to put a little PSA out there if I could public service announcement yeah yeah an sos sos yeah so um melissa i love here uh she went to opening day at red sox which is fabulous that she got that opportunity to do that uh she went with sam horton who's one of our agents as well as mary baker who's our team member and it was really really cold as everybody knows and her hands got really 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 cold and generally what happens when your hands get cold your rings get loose and oh, she no. had yes, yes. So she had on a clattering, um, <sighs> and you know the clattering itself. The mm-hmm. value of that, uh, the monetary value of that, is minimal in comparison to what it means to her heart. Yes. So her nana um, had given that to her uh, for her twenty fifth birthday, and it meant so much to her. So uh, we put, I put a post out on my Facebook page. Uh, so if you want to go to Sharon Costa McNamara, uh, forward it. Um, I tagged the Red Sox. I tagged Fenway Park. We have, gosh, I had over 40 people share it. Um, and people are sharing from people share. If you're, if you found it, you know, you can, again, the value that you have is not going to be the value that it means to her. So we're really hoping that you will call us and let us know. I am happy to give a reward if that's what it takes for you to give this precious gem back to our Melissa. Um, and you want to tell everybody where you were sitting? Yeah, so let me bring up that. I, I thought I was in one section and Mary's like, no, 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 we're, we're here. There's... Um, so we were in the HP Pavilion Club One we were in row five. I was in seat 13. Um, so it was sort like... Sort of fitting. Why? Lucky 13. Oh. No, that yeah. That stinks. Well, 
yeah, it was not a lucky day for sure. No. Um, but yeah, so and I had never been in this section. I mean, we walked in and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like a celebrity. They had like a private bar and, you know, a buffet and a bunch of, you know, tables and a lot of, um, you know, people in there. And then our section, um, we were in the last row, but the last row has a counter. Uh-huh. Um, and so we were like sitting in stools and had a counter and watched the game and, um, at one point we like walked down, it was only five rows, but we walked down to the first row, like, um, when they were doing the national anthem and everything. And, um, we just, I don't know, we had a really great time and it was a really great section. I'd never been in there before. I thought like, like yeah. I said, I felt like I was like a celebrity over there. So I, um, at some point between getting there and leaving, cause I have a picture of us leaving and I zoomed in on my hand and my ring is gone. Um, so at some point when I was there, it, it fell off. Um, I kept saying all throughout the day, I'm only like the only part of me is that's cold is my hand is my Mm -hmm. hand. So I was always looking at my hands. So I don't know at one point, I, I don't know if I looked at my hand and it wasn't there, but I feel like I would have noticed, but unfortunately I didn't notice it was gone until I got home. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, we've been putting it on social media. You started it and then somebody had texted me and said, oh my gosh, your ring. And I was like, oh, did something happen? (laughs) Like, did somebody put something out there? So I put something out there. Mine's been shared like a hundred times. Like everybody, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have, um, I didn't know I knew so many people who knew somebody who worked there or yeah. knew how to get in there or anything. So I feel like there's going to be like a search and rescue, like yeah. meetup team. Yeah, this is going <laughs> to be. Fenway. Yeah, there's going to be like 50 people surrounding that. They're, whole and area. they're going to be like, you are looking. looking for the ring. You're looking yeah. for the ring. But if you did find it, uh, please call us. You know, at the office or actually, uh, Melissa, why don't you give your cell phone number? So my cell phone is seven eight one five three four one nine two one seven eight one five three four one nine two one. This is the first time I've been able to talk about it without crying. So yeah. <laughs> if I have to take a s- step back, it's, that's why. Yeah. But it just it has no value to anybody other than me. And um, mm-hmm. I just I have a picture on Facebook, so um, you can see it on Sharon's or mine or any anybody who has shared mm-hmm. it. So yeah. Perfect. All right. So again, that's an SOS for Melissa's uh, clattering that uh, she unfortunately lost at the opening day of the Red Sox the other day. So we've tagged Red Sox and Fenway. So I don't know. In my heart of hearts, I feel like we're going to find it. Yeah, I, I filed like a claim and I, I have to give credit to the guy I spoke to at Fenway because he didn't know what a clatter ring was. He didn't mm. understand what, he, what I was saying. And I was like, please excuse me. It's very emotional for me. I'm crying, but I'll explain it to you. It's like the two hands. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen those before. He was very, it was very kind. So nice. um, hopefully awesome. he calls me. Yeah, perfect. So um we are going to, again, get on back track with what we were talking about last week. And uh, we are live on Facebook, so you can go to Boston Connect Real Estate and you can find us there. If you have any questions, you can ask them there. Anything to do with real estate, it doesn't have to be about our topic that we have today. Um, or you can call the studio and Tim will uh, pipe you right on over to us uh, in our home studio. The phone number at WETD is 781 8374900. So if you have any questions about our topic or any other topic, feel free to call in. Um, Mike McNamara had his show on earlier today, uh, uh, McNamara on Money, and he had um, a loan officer on with him, uh, Jeremy, uh, I forget his last name. Do you remember? Devaney. Devaney, that's it. Yep, Jeremy Devaney. Um, and he was wonderful and he gave a lot of great tips on, on there. And, um, I'm going to be on next weekend with Alyssa, um, on their show, which will carry on to our show for, um, the whole time next week. And I invited him to come too. So, um, I was on for about a half hour with them this morning, which was fun and interesting. Um, and good job on the train sound (laughs) made me laugh. So, all right. You want to take it from there, Mel? Yeah. So we're just going to be sort of continuing on with our discussion from last week. So things that you, um, as a seller, are, are sort of considerations when you're putting your house in the market. So we always generally talk about, okay, this is sort of the process, but we want to sort of get more in detail with preparing your home and, and sort of being prepared to be asked for, for certain things, whether it's some sort of certificate or 
um, you know, an inspection of some sort. Um, and we're actually going to be talking about pre-inspections, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon, you had a couple people on, um, and their names are escaping me, I apologize, mm-hmm. but a few weeks ago um, from Col- Clubhouse that you met, um, and they were sort of from all over the country, yeah. and I think two were were yeah. into pre-home inspections and two weren't, and then there was yeah. us when we were like, what? Yeah. So we'll talk about that, too. Yeah. Um, but that was really interesting. Um, I know some things, too. It's, it's interesting interesting when I do listen to Clubhouse every morning is, you know, having the different perspectives from different agents in different states. So the two agents, one was from Atlanta, one is from Pennsylvania, and they both do pre-home inspections. But then there was one of the agents who was down south of Florida. She does not. Um, it seems like people from like the California, like it seems like the sand states maybe do do them. Like, some people in Florida do them. Some people out in California do them. Um, and then there was one woman um, that was talking. She's from New York. And a couple of us from the Boston area were talking. And we're like, yeah, we just don't. And my thought on that is because Massachusetts is a caveat emptor state, which is buyer beware. Um, it doesn't mean that things don't have to be disclosed, mm-hmm. right? So if you are a seller and you know of a defect in your home... Um, you are responsible to tell your real estate agent about yeah. that so we can disclose it. Um, I know sometimes when I'm listing a house, people will ask me questions and I'll be like, I really do not know the answer to that. I will ask the seller. Uh, I've never lived here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a problem with the states as well sometimes because, you know, they haven't lived in their parents' house in years. Yeah, but, you know, when you are listing the house and so say you're the listing agent and your client comes to you and says, oh, you know, I want to sell this house. I've never lived in this house. You put that right into mm-hmm. MLS. So everybody who is looking at that property, whether it's through MLS or a third-party site, they can see, like, mm-hmm. you know, seller has never occupied the home, mm-hmm. um, you know, buyer's due diligence. Due, due diligence, yeah. Yeah, which is hard. I mean, I hate putting that in there, the buyer and buyer's agents to do their due diligence. But with us being that caveat emptor state, I mean, it is your responsibility to make sure. It's my responsibility as a listing agent to tell you everything I know about a property. Yeah. Um, And I do, but I don't know. I mean, a lot of times I don't know who the the sellers are either you know so i don't know if they're being truthful and you can't hide defects like don't don't go and try to hide a defect because i promise you this it will it will be found yeah if you put a rug down (laughs) over something that you don't want anybody to see well guess what you're going to take that rug with you when you leave and they're not going to be happy yeah and you know the other thing i remember when we had uh steve cook on steve was uh the previous owner of imperial inspection services and uh when we had him on the I remember asking him, like, do people try to hide things? And he's like, oh, yeah. I mean, he's not really allowed to touch anything when he's in somebody's property. But um, he said, like, one of the things he used to do is, like, in the kitchen, like, if they had, like, a bunch of papers sort of scattered, he would just sort of, like, move the papers over to put his papers down. And there have been times where he's found, like, big burn marks in the the, uh, counters, like, um, I want to say Formica. Are they Formica? It's been so long since. I don't know. It hasn't been granted a quartz. <laughs> I don't even know. I think it was Formica. Yeah. So he would see things like that, like the one that you just brought up. You know, they put the, you know, um, a runner or something over a cracked tile or... Yeah. Or even like, um, I'm just thinking of a house that we both saw where it had pine wood flooring, but mm-hmm. they had like this big rug over a lot of it and we lifted the rug up and all of that everything underneath the rug had been replaced and it wasn't pine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it looked like plywood. What do you... Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even like hardwood. Yeah, it was, it was easy access to the basement. Is <laughs> yeah. that what it was? Yeah. I think Mark figured that out, though. Yeah. That, you know, it probably was that way there. So one of the things that uh, some companies do um, is a seller disclosure. Um, and again, we'd love to have your perspective on this too, if you are thinking about selling or if you are a buyer. Like, do you, how do you, what's your perspective on this? 781-837-4900 or you can catch us on uh, Boston Connect Real Estate on our Facebook page. We'd love for you to follow us and um, you can ask us questions there. But some companies do have the seller disclosure. And we as a company opted not to do that. Mm -hmm. And I remember the original, like, because the state of Massachusetts has the seller disclosure. And one of the original forms, it had that 
the agent and broker had to sign that disclosure. And I always felt very uncomfortable doing that because yeah. I don't You've know. You've never if, lived in that house. Yeah, I don't know if my client is lying to me. I'm, I'm hoping that they're not. Yeah. But I don't know. So um, that's why I, I don't do them here. And one of my other worries is, too, is that I think it's too easy. That's one aspect of it. But... You know, I always go back to some of the trainings that we've had and, okay, if I disclosed all these things and something else comes up, would a buyer be like, huh, it's interesting to me that you knew that you had a crack in your foundation, but you didn't tell us that you had radon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe the seller didn't know, but yeah. it, it appears, it just appears differently. So, well, with radon, like, you don't know until you know, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to do an inspection for that. And there are a lot of people who don't think that they have radon heard, never really thought about it. And then a buyer comes in, does a radon test, and then it's high. Mm-hmm. So, now what? You know, do you do a mitigation system before? Do you give a credit? Do you just say, oh, mm-hmm. I got radon, I don't know what to tell you. But now you have to disclose it. Exactly. Now you do have to disclose it. And, you know, that's one of the things, too. I think in Massachusetts, and I don't, I doubt that Charlie Burke is listening, but um, and when I take his classes, uh, Charlie owns Mass Academy of Real Estate, and he does a lot of uh, CE classes and new agent classes and broker classes, is um, radon is not anything that's regulated by the state. Neither is mold. The only thing regulated by the state is lead paint and, I think, asbestos. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's interesting because if if you have to disclose radon, but it's not well, regulated it's, by it, the state. Yeah, because it is a defect in the house and you know about it. So you still have to, you know what I mean? Oh, I guess because you don't have, like there's yeah. no, nothing that says that you have to get rid of it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it isn't like a state mandated type thing where lead paint has very many, you know, they have very serious rules. We actually, that's what I wanted to talk to Mary about. We were looking at a listing the other day and they attached the lead paint disclosure and the agent who filled it out checked off. Filled the, it out wrong. Filled it out wrong. And we were sitting with a client and I was like, guess how much that is for a penalty? And they're like, what? We're like 10 grand for the wrong check mark. Yeah. So you should probably reach out to that agent. I know I want to. And I forgot because I was in the middle of a meeting and I was going to reach out to that agent and let that agent know that it was filled in um, incorrectly. It was not one of our agents here at Boston Connector Real Estate. I don't even know who. I, I don't even remember who the agent was, like, but I know it wasn't one of us. So, well, hopefully, we remember the property. We can get back to well, that Mary, one. Mary has a better memory than me, so perhaps she will. Um, yeah. So, with those disclosures, um, and with radon, like you said, it's yes. If you don't take care of it, then ne- you have to tell the next person. So, yeah. chances are, no one's going to want to buy it with radon being in there. But you made a good point too. Is I think the seller is very surprised when they have radon. Do you know the other the other big and I've talked about this before. After a home inspection, there's one item that sometimes comes up and people the seller is shocked because when people know about this situation, they always take care of it. Do you know what I'm thinking? Is it termites? Yes. I knew it. Yeah, you're so smart. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's termites. why I let you run the joint, right? Yeah. <laughs> termites. Yeah. It was like, yeah, people don't know that they have termites. Yeah. But it doesn't mean, like, it, it, I don't know. It doesn't mean that your house is mm. not good or, or mm. that, like, it's... Well, in some cases, it could matter how long the termites have been there and how long they've been chewing. Yeah. So, so it's sort of weird, and I feel like this is what happened to me at the game, where you look at something for so long yeah. that you don't realize that it's changed over time. Yep. Like, you're just used to seeing it. So I feel like that happens a lot with termites, where they start to, like, eat away at mm-hmm. some stuff in the basement or whatever, but, like, you just... you. All, you walk by it to do the laundry, or you walk by it to do something, like storage or whatever, and you're not really... It's almost like I think of it as, um, like, I always drive home, but I'm never really thinking yeah. about driving. <laughs> yeah. It's just like my body and my then car I, just go I'm that there. way. And then I'm there. <laughs> it's like when you do something so many times mm-hmm. and you don't you don't really realize it. Well, that's why one of the things I always suggest to my clients when they put their house on the market is to have somebody come in and professionally clean it. Because mm-hmm. we always swish the toilet bowl brush the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So um, I think that people see things that we don't. But I know um, you have brought 
this up several times in uh, many of our conversations here on the radio show, is that's why it's such a good idea to walk around the perimeter of your house, walk yeah. through your, like take a day to do that. We generally do talk about that every like daylight saving uh, time. So when you turn your clocks ahead or back. Yeah. And somehow it's April. I know. I don't know how. I, I do not even know how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful weather though. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's April 1st. There we go. Um, so that's a good idea is to just go around your house and maybe you'll you'll pick up on those things. And maybe that's a good place to start. If you are thinking about putting your home on the market, do a little walk around. Today's a beautiful day to do that because it's so crappy outside. You can be inside. Just walk around with a notebook and say, and notice things that maybe you didn't notice before. I can do it in my house all day long. Yeah, well, it's a perfect day because it's raining and you yeah. can see, you'll be oh. able to see any leaking water. Yeah, that's, that's why we love idea. to do home inspections in the rain. Yeah, and look at houses in the rain. Yeah. It's not a bad day to do do that because then you can see. I, I always tell the story one time showing, I used to be out on the road a lot more with buyers and then Mary took that over um, for the most part. And I remember once asking, about, you know, any seepage or water in the basement? Nope. And then we got there and no lie, it was up to my ankles. And I was like, I guess the fishing is free. I don't yeah. know. Like, just tell me. I'm Obviously, I'm going to see it. Lakeside property. <laughs> yeah. Indoor swimming pool. Indoor swimming pool for real. Um, but things do yeah. happen. I mean, water heaters go and things like that. So this, this was not the case in in this situation well you also if it has a sump pump you want to make sure that it's working mm-hmm. and the only way to know that is if it's raining or there's some sort of water that is going to come into the house and if it's bone dry then it's you know mm-hmm. yeah it's good that's like when we bought this building and i remember asking the agent and oh, he, yeah. he was a good agent honestly this has nothing to do with him he was a great great kid uh he was newer in the business and um you know how i'd love to just sort of work with people like that you know what i mean yeah. help them along and um I remember asking, hey, can you just, you know, ask the seller how often and, you know, at what point was the water the highest in the basement? Because I could clearly see um, I did something that I never suggest to anybody. I did purchase this home without a home inspection, but I I know a lot of people. So we had people walking through and you can see the water lines like where the water had come in previously. Mm-hmm. So this agent went back to the seller and asked the question and they came back with, I never had water. Yeah, that, it was a lie. It was a total lie. And then I knew somebody who used to work in this building. She's a neighbor and a friend. And um, I was talking to her about it. I was like, can you just tell me, like, how much water did they? He goes, she's like, Sharon, it was up to our shins one time. And we were, like, pull, like getting the water out. We have not had a drop. We need wood. Uh, of water in this building since then really and they had the sump pump coming out into the window well and then back down it was coming back into the house yeah so it was like that's why it happened Uh, literally we had to move a pipe and we haven't had water since nope no water we have not had water and we've redone that whole basement yeah (laughs) looks beautiful um with the disclosures, I wanted to talk about one thing about that, too, because we're sort of talking about, you know, what do you have to disclose and then that seller's disclosure. And it is really important as a seller. If you know something to just let us know, you're better off because it will come up in the buyer's home inspection. But just because you don't mention it doesn't mean it isn't there. And we are required by law with certain things do come up and I hit upon lead paint once and I did have a property. I won't say exactly where, but it was on the South shore. Um, It was part antique and then a renovation on it. And we had a buyer for it. And um, it was time, it was a time when it was more difficult to sell. It wasn't when I was the owner of Boston connector real estate. I was with another firm locally and uh, the buyer did the home inspection. It came back with lead, which I assumed, I mean, the, the antique part of the house was built in like 1840 or something. So I assumed it did. And the buyer asked for the seller to mitigate that lead paint. And they said, no, I mean, you don't have to do it. I mean, you can forego that buyer mm-hmm. or let that buyer take care of it themselves. The problem was, is when that buyer did walk away, I now know and I have reports that it has lead paint. And that seller asked me not to put it in MLS Mm -hmm. and not to disclose Mm -hmm. it. And I said, I I cannot do that. And they said, well, we are hiring you and we are telling you we do not want that listed. And I said, I unfortunately, I I can't do that. And I quit. Toodaloo. See you later. That's what you said. I'm not willing to lose my real estate license for somebody like that. No. No. Why would you want to work with somebody like that? And I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So there we go. There we go. That was that story.
Mm-hmm. Um, so pre-home inspections, what were what what were your thoughts during either that show or even now about a pre-home inspection? What is a pre-home inspection? So a pre-home inspection is something that, you know, as a homeowner, you could hire a home inspector to come into your home and do a home inspection. So we basically know, and there's two thoughts on this, and sometimes I, I, I don't know which way I really prefer. Um, I guess you leave it up to the seller to make that decision, but the seller has the inspection before they go on the market. That way there they know everything or potentially everything that is going to come up in the home inspection that they can take the time to then repair it. Yeah. I guess good for people who can afford to repair it. Yeah. Bad for people who can't. Because in the state of Massachusetts, as a real estate agent, I have to disclose anything that an expert informs me of. In the state of Massachusetts, home inspectors are licensed with the state. That makes them an expert. So if I have that whole entire report, I have then got to... And those reports can be scary. Yeah. You look at them, and if you just read them... But if you're not walking around with the home inspector who says, you know, this is something that maybe you might, down the line, you might want to change this out, you might want to do this, or they'll bring up things that aren't currently code, but they were code when it was built. Yeah. Just because you're buying a house today doesn't mean that it has to be to the code of today's standards with certain things. I mean, you can't have anything, like, that's going to cause a fire, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I was a hard no for pre-home inspections and it's just I would say um, I would if I was going to live in my home I would probably do a home inspection like if I if I had to waive my home inspection or I chose to waive my home inspection to get the property it's signed sealed delivered it's mine I would do a home inspection then if I was going to um, you know live in it and, mm-hmm. and had the means to repair those things but as a seller um, I just think that the market that we're in doesn't necessarily call for it because if the buyer wants a home inspection or wants to know what's going on, they'll put that in their offer. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And and again, I feel like we're back to that situation. And this is one of the um, items and topics that um, Mike and Jeremy were talking about on uh, McNamara Financial's show this morning, um, McNamara Money, was where home buy and I brought you up actually, where people who first time home buyers are, because uh, he brought up our nieces in the same exact, mm-hmm. you know, pr- looking at the same exact price range as you and how difficult it is. And you're both really good buyers where you've saved a lot, you're well informed. But when you have over 30 offers, 50 offers on properties, it just puts you at this like sort of disadvantage where people are now back to not having home inspections and waiving their inspections. And I will will say this. I I know you said I waive my home inspection because, you know, I know a lot of people and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that it made sense in your situation. It made sense when I put in the offer. Um, on the house in Hanson, um, and I waived my home inspection, even though I never thought that I ever would. I felt very comfortable doing it for mm-hmm. that situation, but I I want to preface this by saying we never advise anybody to yeah. um, waive their home inspection as a buyer, mm-hmm. and when we say that we have a lot of people, um, we know a lot of professional people in the trades, and that's what they do. Mm-hmm. So it's not our, I know you like to say Uncle Joe, it's not our Uncle Joe coming in mm-hmm. who you know is an accountant, and he comes in and says, oh, this is structurally sound. You just don't know because you're not, you know, you're not a contractor. You're not, that's not something that you do. So we do know a lot of professional people who this is what they do. Um, you know, this is their livelihood. So they, and they would never steer us wrong. Um, Who'd you so bring in? I brought in Mark McNamara, <laughs> master plumber. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, part of, part of the house had been, all of the plumbing had been replaced and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was, obviously it was um, pretty smart for, mm-hmm. for us to bring in Mark. But mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's so important that if you are going to bring in people, just know that those people know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of the things too, is um, some people were using as a strategy, they would say that they're not having a home inspection. And so their offer would get accepted. But when they were going to all their showings, they were bringing a home inspector with them. So, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of looking around and, and things like that. Uh, I'm not a fan of that either, because you're sort of skimming. Well, I just, I was just thinking about the three family that we did the open house for, um, I don't know, it was, was it before COVID or was it during yeah. COVID? I don't even it was remember. before, yeah. Um, 
uh, Sharon and Mary had a, a three family in Dorchester and um, we had so many people come through but a lot of people were coming through they were investors and they mm-hmm. were coming in with contractors and just they just knew that it was priced right that there were going to be a lot of people looking at it and it was you know it was such a unique interesting property and especially like in a great area mm-hmm. where you know somebody was going to come in and take that three family and turn it into three condos mm-hmm. um which is what they did which is what they did but um the, the I don't I don't even think I think we got 27 offers maybe mm-hmm. on that yeah. zero home inspections yeah. and you a know lot of cash. a lot of cash but um it was you know they they felt confident in the property it needed a lot of work mm-hmm. um but they were bringing in people who were professional and that they were going to get into sort of business with mm-hmm. turning them into three condos so yeah. um phone number to the studio is 781-837-4900 um we want your take on this. Do you think having a pre-home inspection makes sense if you are a seller? So we'd love to hear from you, 781-837-4900. Looks like we went a little bit past our time here for a break, but we're going to take one right now, and uh, we will be right back. Let's Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, broker and owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. People often wonder if wintertime is a good time to buy a home. What do you think, Mary? Sharon, here's what we found with our past buyer clients. While it's true there is less inventory on the market in the winter months, that also means that there's less competition for our buyers. And sellers tend to be highly motivated. That gives our buyers more negotiating power. In our team's experience, it really isn't about the seasons at all. Sellers and buyers are always looking for each other, and it's our job to connect them. And that's what we do. It's easy to connect with Sharon and Mary at bostonconnect.com or call 781-294-4848. That's 781-294-4848. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio by the one and only Sharon McNamara. Hello. Hello. I needed a moment before I said all that because I always do it too too soon, and Tim's always like, you're too early. Hold your fire. <laughs> Hold your fire. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tim? Yeah, yeah sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Every single time. Every single oh. time. Every single yeah. time. I'm too early. But yeah. um, One of the things I also want to uh, take a moment to to announce um, a couple things. One, uh, the Pembroke Chamber of Commerce, we're going to be having a meet and greet after hours event. It's going to be hosted here at Boston Connect Real Estate. That is going to be April 11th from 5 to 7 p.m. Um, that is a Tuesday night. So what we will be doing um, during that show is we will be rotating some of the local businesses who are joining us. If you're already a member, those people uh, will have first pre- uh, profit preference uh, to come on the show. Give us a little couple minute uh, intro into who they are and what their business is. If you come to the meet and greet and you're not yet a member of the Pembroke Chamber of Commerce, we would love to have you. We are revamping that. Sort of took a little bit of a sidebar there with uh, COVID and everything. Uh, So we're getting that up and running and all kinds of exciting things going on with that again. Uh, But you can join that night and still get the opportunity to, and it's um, $125. 25 of that goes to the the um, college, um, what do they call that? College fund? Scholarship. Scholarship. Scholarship, yeah, for uh, Pembroke High School. <laughs> you had your eyes closed and your hand out like you I were, know, I was like, trying to find it. Praying. You were trying to find it. I was trying to praying, find it. Praying, praying yeah, to praying. Anthony. So again, the meet and greet after hours Pembroke Chamber of Commerce event is going to be hosted by Boston Connect Real Estate. Uh, we're going to be there. One of the taglines I came up with is supporting business, uniting community, April 11th, 5 to 7 p.m. We are located at 19 Mattachusett Street in Pembroke Center, right across from Stop and Shop and CVS. Uh, we're a yellow building. I'm going to be putting on uh, the holiday lights that never came down yet because Mark hasn't been able to get up on the roof since his surgery. Uh, So you will easily be able to find us and we will have Millie in the front yard and if you don't know who Millie is you're in for a big surprise. Come come on over and meet her. Yeah, come meet Millie. (laughs) Come meet Millie. Yeah, she's from 1937. She's blue and she is a Ford pickup truck so if you want to come meet Millie, uh, she will be here as well. Yeah. Um, 
Sorry, I'm distracted. I have so many people. You know what? I just have so many people reaching out. I've, I've never met before. They don't owe me anything. They don't nothing. Mm-hmm. And they're, I know my son works at Fenway. He's mm-hmm. going to be there today. Where's your seed? Well, I saw this on my town page. I'm like, town page? Yeah. What town do you live in? I'm like, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so we're getting it out there everywhere. Yeah. Yes. So if you didn't hear the beginning of our show, Melissa uh, went to opening day, had lots of fun. She was with Mary and Sam, uh, who are both real estate agents uh, here at Boston Connect. In fact, if you're an investor, you should be getting in touch with Sam Horton uh, from our office. Uh, he does a meetup every month here in the office and has over 50 people, I think, at this point, speakers every month. Uh, again, his name is Sam Horton. Uh, you can go onto our website, bostonconnect.com, uh, and you'll find his, uh, under the agents, you'll find him. And Mary Baker, of course, is my team member here. Um, soon to be Mary Horton. Yeah, soon to be Mary Horton. Exactly. Wow, that's only in two months. But... Um, Oh, so lost my ring. Yeah, at the beginning of the show, we were talking how they went to the opening day, and um, Melissa's hands were frozen, and her clattering slipped off. And again, it's not the value of the clattering; it's the value of what it means to her because her nana gave it to her uh, when she turned twenty-five years old, and it's just something that can't be replaced. And um, I actually thought this morning, last night, I went to. I've been thinking about this. Obviously, you saw my post I mm-hmm. did last night mm-hmm. while you were working. I can't get it out of my head. And my mom and dad are praying and everything. My mom, I called her yesterday on Facetime, and um, I was going to bring my clattering in that Casey bought me while she was in Ireland, just for you to sort of hold on to and look at, and just sort of envision your, the one that your nana gave you coming back to you. But I thought. It's just not going to mean the same to you, so I didn't do that. Yeah, and I haven't, like, I always wear three rings, and I haven't even been able to put on my other two rings because I'm like, they just... Yeah. friend is gone. Like, I yeah. just can't. So. Their friend is gone, yeah. So, again, if you were at the game, if you came upon a clatter, let us know. Okay. So, we are talking about uh, sort of the requirements uh, that a seller needs to do or think about when they're selling the home. Right now, we're talking about, it's not even a requirement. Do you do a home, a pre-home inspection, or do you not? If you have uh, any comments about this, 781-837-4900, or you can go on to Boston Connect Real Estate's page uh, on Facebook, which is facebook.com uh, forward slash Boston Connect, and um, ask us a question there. Melissa is scrolling through. Um, and I'm so torn about whether I think that you should or you shouldn't. And again, because we are a caveat emptor, I would be more worried if we had, if, if one of my seller clients hired a home inspector to do a home inspection, and let's just say they didn't use somebody I referred, okay, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. decided that they wanted to do their own. I would just really be worried about that same liability of going back and them saying, all right, well, you knew that there was a crack in the foundation. Why did you not know that there was radon? Yeah. Um, I'd be too afraid that something would be missed, that the liability would be more on that. Any attorneys are listening. I'd love to know your your take on that as well. I mean, I just feel like I'm putting myself in a position. I just feel like it's a domino effect. Yeah. Like, you always say, you know, a buyer is always looking for what's wrong, not Mm. for what's right. So, if a seller is doing that too, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I just feel like... Yeah. It's a no for me. Yeah, I think it's a hard no for me too. I think if you already know and you have the means to take care of it, then take care of it. Mold, for instance, there are many, many times I go through homes and mold has to be tested for you to know. But I've been through so many homes in the last 21 years that I look in an attic and I can usually say, potentially that black-like substance is mold. You should have that looked at and have it remediated beforehand. And then you have a certificate that it's good for 10 years. You know what I mean? And then you just tell the seller. You don't even have to at that point because you've taken care of the issue. The bigger thing with mold is how did the mold get there? Did you fix the reason you have the mold? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Did I say that? The I think. Yeah, no. You gotta fix. So, he, yeah. Here's the thing. You got a problem. I figure, I found out that I have a problem. Well, what are you gonna do about it? You can get it rid of the problem, but you gotta fix the reason why you got the problem in the first place. Exactly. And a lot of times, the mold in the attic is generally no ventilation. I see people make this mistake all the time. They put insulation in where their ridge vents are, mm-hmm. thinking, "Oh, I can see sunlight and daylight. I should clog those." No, those are there on. Yeah because it goes up your baffles and out your ridge vent. Sounds yeah. like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
And then, remember when we were looking at the house in Hanson and Mark went up in the attic? Oh, of course, none of us wanted to go in the attic beforehand. He's like, have you gone in the attic? And we're like, oh, oh good idea. No. Yeah, good idea, Mark. Get we up there. literally became buyers at that moment. Yeah. All of us were like, oh, oh no. look at this. Wow. Look at that. Look, oh, it has new rugs. Beautiful. And he goes up in the attic and he's like, oh, yeah, the windows are open. I'm like, why are the windows open? And he's like, oh, they're probably open all the time. And I'm like, why would your windows be open all the time? Mm-hmm. But it was vent- for ventilation. And he noticed there was no ridge vent on that house. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So thanks, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for getting into yeah. that. There's been many reasons that have come up that we're sort of happy that that house didn't become yours. But, yeah. Um, so with that, and the other big thing I see with mold is that it's something simple, like your dry, your the vent in your bathroom to take the steam out when you're taking a shower. Sometimes it disconnects. Yeah. Because a lot of times people put a lot of crap up in their, up in their attic, right? All the Christmas crap goes up there. Or the uh, <laughs> crap. You crap. can't call people stuff crap. I can. It's my crap, too. I mean, I have all that crap. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't have it in your attic anymore. I don't. I cleaned out my attic. Hey, we are simplifying life. I keep on saying I'm just preparing for when I die that everybody can just easily access the things that they're getting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have little sticky notes all over. You should come over one day. Tell me what you want. Oh, yeah. Where are all the bags? (laughs) Well, don't tell tell everybody where they are. No, I'm not going to tell everybody where all the Louis Vuitton bags are. That's what Melissa wants. (laughs) Um... But, yeah, so sometimes, the you know, if you bump that, it could become loose, and then you have all that steam just going into your attic. So um, that's something to be thinking about. So yeah. nobody wants to call us today, but that's okay. Maybe they're going through their house wondering what they can do to sell. One of the things that we've been doing in our office, and we do um, all the time, we have um, a newsletter that goes out to our agents every Friday that's done by Julia Hannon. She is our administrative coordinator here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And we have, you know, what's you know what's new on the market, what's coming soon, and what agents are looking for. So we have so many agents that have buyers mm-hmm. that are pre-approved, ready to go. Melissa herself could close in two weeks, <laughs> and I am seriously thinking about doing the dating game. What do they call that? That quick dating game? Speed dating? Speed dating. I'm going to do speed dating here. We're going to have an event one Thursday night and just have like cocktails and appetizers. And if you're thinking about selling your house, we're just going to have all the buyers hanging out saying, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Here's my pre-approval. And we'll have loan officers here and attorneys here. <laughs> and we'll say, yeah, look, they are really pre-approved. And this is what we've done to get their, their pre-approval. And they're good to go. So uh, we're going to connect buyers with sellers. But uh, Ginny Wandell is in the office every Saturday morning from 10 until about 12. She does coffee with Ginny. So if you have any questions about real estate, you can pop by the office any Saturday. She is generally here. She has a sign out with balloons that are drooping right now because of the rain. Um, But you know what? You have some questions about real estate. You are thinking about buying. You're thinking about selling. You don't know what the beginning steps are. She's here to take and answer any of your questions. Uh, But she has a list of buyers that want, you know, that are looking for houses. But in particular... She has one client in particular that has something to sell, and she will sell her house if she can find something. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I got to ask if this orange part is the seller's. Yeah, do you? Yeah. Do you hope to right-size? What kind of home are you looking to move to? Sellers are ready to move from. Okay, so I have a okay, well-cared-for three-bedroom cape in Weymouth between 5 and 550. Yeah. Non-MLS. Non-MLS. Well-cared-for, two-bedroom cottage in Pembroke, 425, 450. Non-MLS. Non-MLS. Well-cared-for, three-bedroom split-level ranch, Pembroke, non-MLS, 580, 590. Um, Needs some TLC, two-bedroom farmhouse in East Bridgewater, 320 to 340. Non-MLS. This says mom MLS, but I'll (laughs) let it slide. So that's the other thing. That's sort of the predicament we're in with a lot of our clients is, is they have a house that they're going to be selling but they're not in a very good position because they own a house already for their offer to get accepted with multiple offers. But uh, give Ginny a call or swing by the office if any of that is uh, sounds appealing to you. She's here generally every um, every Saturday from 10 yeah. to 12. And you can go onto our website, bostonconnect.com, and get Ginny's information directly off of our website. Send her a little a little message. 
Faith Birmingham, who is a full-time realtor here at Boston County Real Estate, says, hi, morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning, Faith. Yeah, Faith has been out there just hitting the pavement and talking to all kinds of people, doing all kinds of CMAs for people, and um, yeah, she's doing a great job. It's hard when you move companies. I, I, you know, maybe that's what we have a show on when when agents... Realtors move, too. Yeah, realtors move, too, but like, I hope that we're making the transition for the agents that do move to our office easier. We give them a checklist of all that profiles and where they need to be changing things and all that. But it's a lot of work to do that. Mm -hmm. So we just have about eight minutes left. Um, Some of the other things. So we talked about the property disclosure. Last week, we talked about the Title V inspection. Um, Do you have to have that as a seller? No, you don't. But... If you have a buyer who's going to be getting a loan, which is probably, then no bank is going to loan money if you don't know if that Title V has passed. So uh, that's why it tends to be the buyer's, um, the seller does take care of that. And you bring up the point that you brought to why you, as a seller, you would want to know before you put a price on it. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, you're not always going to get dollar for dollar back on, you know, a Title V or, um, you know, if you have to replace your septic system. So if you get your Title V done before you put your house in the market and it fails and you have to replace it, you know, you you can get a couple quotes and just sort of determine how much that is going to be because you might put your house on the market for a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get dollar for dollar back, but... You can market the property saying this is going to have a brand new, mm-hmm. you know, three, four bedroom septic system, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's very appealing to buyers. Very, very appealing. Yeah. Uh, you made the point last week. I mean, one of the properties you looked at had a 50 year old system and that really made you hesitant. That was in yeah. Halifax because yeah. you're like, all right, the life of that is probably coming near near so you yeah. didn't want that responsibility. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an expense that I wanted to take on just because it was being sort of not neglected but like just not taken care of yeah. by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too uh, we talked last week a little bit about is the smoke and carbon monoxide detectors and how you have to have that inspected and we had a little conversation about that. When do you do it? I know Kristen Howlett brought that up. Uh, she was listening. Um, uh, she's a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect and she actually did the show on Tuesday. She is a regular co-host here with Melissa uh, generally on Tuesday nights. I see that like my best friend is watching too right now. So hello Kimberly Ross Letario. Love you. Um, I, I sort of broke my date with them last night. I felt bad about it, but there's been a lot going on in my life. There's a lot going on. Yeah, let me not cry right now, okay? Um, so um, one of the other things, too, that the seller in the state of Massachusetts, you're required to re, uh, to prepare the deed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you are uh, doing that. Also, too, uh, one of the things my office does is we do not do the purchase and sales agreement. I mean, we have a very standard form that we have from the state of Massachusetts that sort of fill in the blanks. As real estate brokers, we're allowed to do that, just filling in the blanks. But it's so basic and so bare that we opted not to do that as a company because we feel that sellers, for the most and best protection, they should be having their attorneys doing it because they use that form and then they add all these addendums to Mm -hmm. it. So that is another cost that is associated with uh, selling your home. Um, And then they will also prepare the new deed. So you prepare the deed as the seller and the buyer, the new buyer records it. Um, And then I'm going to bring this up. A lot of people don't know, but state tax stamps. Mm -hmm. So for every... um, every thousand that you sell your house for, you have to pay um, $4.56 per thousand. So that's something that a lot of people don't think about. So if you're selling, I'd have to do the math. I need I need a calculator. So here, you talk about something while I do Should it. Should we do the Jeopardy? So if you sold your house for $500,000, mm-hmm. you would then owe the state $2,280. And that you know, they make it really convenient for you. They take it right off the top, right at the closing. So you don't even have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. They take it right. That's the first thing they take. <laughs> yeah. It's $4.56, which it used to be before that, prior to that, it was $2.28. And I believe it was when Dukakis was governor. He's the one that doubled it. That was a hmm. long time. You probably don't even know who he is. So. I've heard the name. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't even born when they made that. So, <laughs> Oh, we have a caller. We have a caller. Yes, we have John Valiente. Hello, John. How are you? Hey, Sharon. I just wanted to congratulate you for getting the chamber back going there in, in Pembroke. Oh, um, thank you. 
Yeah, I'm one of the guys here in Marshfield. Uh, Self Shore Signs is my business, and probably 30 years ago, with the help of Ed Perry, we we revamped the Marshfield Chamber. <laughs> Long ago. Awesome. Well, maybe you can come as a Marshfield um, member. Maybe you can come to our event, which is going to be here at our office, and we'd love to have you to come on and talk about your business. Yeah, no, I just wanted to congratulate you for doing that, though, because, you know, Pranbrook and Marshfield, we used to always do a lot of things back in the old days. Well, I hope that we can do that again. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's a perfect time in my life. I sort of took a back seat for a while because, you know, I had so much going on with my girls. And now they're 27 and 28 and don't need me as much. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know what? It's it's interesting because the tagline that I came up with, we're sort of revamping our logo and stuff, is supporting businesses and uniting community. So I think that that's really what it's all about. That's great. That's great. And uh, congratulations for doing that. And um, just wanted to wish you all the best. All right, perfect. Thank you. And if you are around April 11th, we would love to see you at our meet and greet. Uh, it's going to be here at Boston Connect Real Estate. So um, we'd love to Thanks. see you. Thanks. Thank All you. Right. Good luck. Thank you. Um, so that's a good way for us to sort of end, I guess. Yeah. Um, just I'll mention it again. The Pembroke Chamber of Commerce is being revamped um, with Peter Brown. He has been the chair for several, several years. He does such a good job. Everybody knows Tiny and Sons. You've heard their commercials. His boys do a good job. They do <laughs> do a good job. And um, he is wonderful. He is so, so into the community and giving back to all of the South Shore communities. So we love Peter Brown. Um, of course, he'll be here on April 11th, and um, I just sort of called him one day and said, hey, can I sort of come back and and help try to get this back together with everybody? So it isn't just me. It's a lot of other people doing a lot of hard work. Um, Emmy Flaherty uh, is one of our agents here at Boston Connect Real Estate. She's part of the chamber. Ginny Wandell, who, again, who is here, mm-hmm. um, she is part of uh, the chamber as well. I know Sue Bollinger is very interested. She'll be coming to the event. So... It will be April 11th, 5 to 7, 19 Mattachusett Street, uh, right in Pembroke Center. Yeah, and it's a Tuesday night, so we're going to be doing our show live as well. So if you are in the community or you own a business or you're interested in learning some more information or want to come on our show as a guest, um, please show up with April 11th, 5 to 7. Um, we'll it's for be, members and non-members. It's for members and non-members. Anybody. Yep. Anybody out there. If you have a business, <laughs> we want to support you. And... Uh, yeah, and we'll be talking about it again on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. um, I will will be back. Myself and Melissa will be back on Tuesday, and then next Saturday I'll be on with Alyssa McNamara on McNamara on Money. She will be coming on for about a half hour of our show before she takes off to do some family stuff. So we hope that you can join us. We'll be talking all things real estate, but if you need us in the meantime, please go to bostonconnect.com. Uh, we're here for you seven days a week, uh, and you can get in touch with one of our agents. Again, Ginny is here from uh, 10 to 12, so you come on by, and Anything else? No. 781-826-8000. We'll see you next week. Or we'll see you Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Tim. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. ATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.